0: It home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah? Hey Tanil, we made it to February. We are in February and Taylor Dane is singing with every beat of my heart. Do you remember that song? I know you do. Oh, I loved it. I tell you what, we talk a lot about hearts in February because it's heart month, right?
1: That's right, and and it's information that we're going to give you today that everybody
0: can use. Definitely. Now, according to the CDC, heart disease is the leading cause of death for men, women, and most groups. So there are a lot of heart deaths each year. About 659,000 people die each year, and that's one in four overall deaths are related to heart disease. I mean,
1: that's a staggering statistic,
0: It is. And so during February, you know, we associate the color red with love and hearts. And we talk about go red for women, don't we?
1: We do, and actually
0: we celebrated that last Friday. Yes, we did. And so we brought in an expert, someone who's worked in women's health for quite a while to kind of give us the inside scoop. We know we wear red. We want to know more about the issue this year. We have Stacy Mott with us, and Stacy is a family nurse practitioner. She's got a lot of experience with women's health and also women's health education, and she's in Jackson, Tennessee. So Stacy, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having
0: me. Well, good, because we want to dive a little deeper. You know, we all had on our red Friday, which is wonderful. But, you know, many of us did wear red to bring attention to the issue of heart disease in women. But just tell us why we need to spotlight heart health for women. Why is there even a need to focus specifically on women? I didn't I couldn't hear your
2: question. I'm sorry. Can you repeat it to me?
0: Oh, no. I was just asking, you know, we always wear red. Why should we focus specifically on women's heart health? Why do we need to kind of focus on women when it comes to heart health?
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, we are so used to our OBGYN exams and making sure that we are doing those cancer prevention screenings and things like that and doing mammograms. And they've done a great job of advertising and getting that information out to the public and making us aware that sometimes we think that might even be the number one killer. And I think it's surprising to a lot of women to know that the number one killer in women is heart disease.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. You know, I do see a lot of more health promotion related to cancer targeting women than heart disease for sure. I agree,
2: and, and that's the beauty of the what the American Heart Association is doing is bringing more awareness through the Go Red campaign.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, all of us on this call today are women. Huh. Wow, <laughs> uh, <'cause our laughs> just noticed that are, one. <laughs> are gentlemen, and well, They probably have women in their life they love. Yes. So as we dive into this, what are the, some of the biometric readings that we need to be watching for as women related to heart disease you know blood pressure cholesterol what are what are the specific things
2: right i mean i think those are great places to start because we know that having high blood pressure and elevated cholesterol or abnormal cholesterol um that can increase your risk there are other things in for instance in your cholesterol panel A lot of times people look at just the total number, but it's very important to look at the other types of cholesterol in that that panel. You want your doctors and uh, providers to be checking what I call your good cholesterol and your bad cholesterol, which is your HDL and your LDLs, because we know that low, good cholesterol can also put you at risk and so that's something other than the total number you need to look at as well as triglycerides
0: Mm.
2: Um, triglycerides are affected by the amount of sugar in your blood um, carbohydrates things you eat and they can also cause problems that would lead to heart disease another um well we've talked about blood pressure and there are some guidelines Anytime your blood pressure is elevated more than 120 on the top or more than 80 on the bottom number, and that occurs in three different settings, meaning um, say three different days, then you should talk to your doctor about that because you may be having some, what we call level one hypertension. So that's something to bring to mind But what you may not think about is you really need to know what your glucose or your blood sugar levels are, including something called a hemoglobin A1C, which measures um, a longer term measure of your sugar and gives us more information about um, any prediabetes that may be occurring or problems with the, the glucose metabolism.
0: Well, you know, all of that that you just said, Stacey, it kind of uh, brought another question to my mind because, you know, the breakdown of cholesterol, you know, that's very important. And you mentioned talk to your doctor about this and talk to your doctor about that. Um, back in 2020, the Journal of the American Medical Association reported that about a fourth of Americans don't have a primary care physician. So, and I was surprised by talking with you earlier this week to find out that a lot of women don't have a PCP. So just kind of talk about how important it is to have a PCP in order to know what all of these things are that you mentioned. Absolutely. So, you know, in
2: this day and time, what we see more and more of are specialists. And when you see a specialist, they are very content on that particular system that they're a specialist in mm. and that's very true for women in the ob-gyn setting a lot of times they get used to going to them once a year they may check their blood work for them and they may think oh well i've had a, a physical but a primary care physician or provider their main goal is in my opinion, they're a coordinator. Um, They oversee all the systems of the body because we know that all the systems work together to bring us ultimate health.
0: Yeah.
2: We often forget that we need to make sure that we're up to date on our colon cancer screenings. you know, there's a lot of other or prostate screenings, you know, different things for men. But all of those things are something that a primary care physician is monitoring their tracking and
0: taking a look at your overall health. So they're kind of like home base. Your PCP That's- is kind of like your home base and they kind of send you out to all the other places that you need to go for care.
1: It,
2: it's neat that that's exactly what I see the role of a primary
1: care provider giving you. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a great reminder because I'll be honest. I've fallen the trap of <laughs> just going for Sarah? You know, <laughs> <laughs> my women's uh, health physical
0: once a year and maybe not seeing my PCP as often as I should. <laughs> well, now and, uh, yeah. Stacey says go, <laughs> so...
2: One thing that I see that's really important, too, is that, that when you're seeing different specialists, they often are prescribing a medication, and it's very important with that primary care provider to come back to them, to share with them every medication, because we do have interactions. Some cause different side effects that affect different parts of the body, so that's another good place to make sure that... You know all of your health systems are working together and that somebody's monitoring those
1: interactions okay well you just called me to action so thank you <laughs> 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 so i kind of want to shift um the focus of our talk for just a second um In the profession that Neil and I are in with Extension, we talk about nutrition in literally almost every program we do. Yes. So when we talk about our heart health today, can you tell us some things that women probably eat too much of that increases our risk of heart disease?
2: Well, we do have to look at saturated fats and unhealthy fats. We do need fats in our diet. We know that. But we need them to be um, healthier fats that that support our body and not cause inflammation. So any well, in addition to that too, processed food, Mm. what we haven't really touched on right now is the fact that the root of all problems typically in heart disease that cause heart attacks is inflammation. And I may be, may be going a little off-tangent here, but, but I usually tell my women um, and men that when they think about the heart and heart disease, there's really three aspects to the heart. It's kind of like a house. Mm-hmm. Your bustle of the, ho- of the heart is like the walls of the house. And inside the heart, you've got four rooms with doors. So, you have, you have things that affect the, the strength of the muscle. You also have an electrical system in your heart, which is complete, completely separate, and that controls the rhythm and how it's stimulated to be. And then you have plumbing in your heart. And I think that oftentimes people think about heart disease and they think about a heart attack maybe only from cholesterol. And in that way, they're thinking about the plumbing. We got to keep the plumbing on the inside of those arteries that feed the heart very clean. And to do that, you want low inflammatory foods that don't contain a lot of processed additives. So things that are fresh, organic, lower in fat, or have Good fats like your salmon and avocados, those help clean, keep your arteries clean and keep that, the plumbing of the heart in excellent
0: condition. Wow, I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> plumbing <laughs> related to the heart. So I like how you put that together. And it just kind of reminded us that there are so many different things going on in our hearts at one time that have got to be protected so thank you for giving us some examples of some foods that we need to eat more of is there anything else you can think of that we need to be eating more of uh, that kind of protect the heart or contribute to heart health
2: sure you do want to make sure that you're getting um, enough vitamin D we do know that 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 helps decrease heart disease um, and a lot of The big culprit is sugar. Our number one reason that we get heart disease or arterial disease because when I talk about the plumbing it's not just in the heart it's all throughout the body. So those arteries to um, keep them clean and non inflamed we need low sugar or natural sugars that you get in fruits.
0: Okay.
1: Doable in this era? Oh, definitely. I, I'm I'm glad to have that whole picture because I think a lot of people, like you stated, just think of like fat, high fat foods mm-hmm. affecting your mm-hmm. heart, but it's so much more. Yes. <laughs> it really. Um, so, oh, shifting a little bit to physical activity, we know that plays a role <laughs> in preventing heart disease. Do you have recommendations on the amount of regular exercise? Women should be getting.
2: Well, if no, if someone is not exercising at all, we we ask them to start, you know, at least fifteen minutes, five times a week, and that can be walking. It can be something, you know, led in front of your TV that gives you some physical exercise. It can be an activity um, that you're doing outside, hiking. But you can increase that over time. For instance, we know that walking one mile a day helps lower your risk of a heart attack
0: Wow, one mile a day
1: yeah, that's- that's not overwhelming to
0: no, me. but you may have to it's build up to that you may have to build up to that right stacy i'm sorry you you may have to build up to one mile yeah, that's true okay
2: we just as a added benefit it does
0: help prevent dementia as well one mile a day mm. okay okay so we need to get that physical like activity. That we need to move more like yeah yeah
1: it <laughs> does want people to move right? right
0: we need that physical activity you know one thing though that doctors don't mention a lot of times when we talk about heart health or anybody really is the stress management aspect of it so does having too much stress really increase a woman's risk for heart disease and other illnesses and you know what can we kind of do about stress level if it makes a difference well if i had
2: probably one area to spend the most of the time on it would be about stress management um, especially in this day and time with everything being very instant you know people expect an answer or an email or reply so instantly and and It's just a whole different world. But for stress management I think we talk we talk about physical activity a lot, but what we don't talk about a lot is slowing down. Mm. You need fifteen minutes every single day of something called mindfulness. Whether that means fifteen minutes where you're in a regular reading pattern or Bible study, whether it means You're meditating for 15 minutes, doing some slow, deep breathing, um, which is very, very helpful. and actually resets the cortisol, helps manage the cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And guess what that affects? Your sugar levels. And what is the number one cause of heart disease is abnormal sugar or diabetes. Mm -hmm. So very important to do that and also to find something maybe once a week once the month that is just for you for self-care it helps you detach from electronics um, the pressures of family for instance my new my newfound hobby is doing pot, do pottery classes wow. i love that because it takes I put my phone away, I spend a couple of hours a week doing um, the pottery, which is very relaxing and so that that's just some things that you can do to yoga is a great thing as well, that keeps you moving and also decreases stress levels.
1: Oh, I love this idea to take your time and I'm so Glad you mentioned mindfulness, because that is definitely something that um, Extension is starting to educate people about. It's it's great to make that connection with, you know, what you are also telling people, your patients. Mm -hmm. Um, So you mentioned vitamin D earlier in women's health, and that's kind of a new heart health conversation. And it seems that a lot of people are really deficient in it. Um, can you tell us more about the importance of vitamin D?
2: Well we know that vitamin D is essential. It's critical for our immune system and it's critical to keep our our vessels healthy and non-inflamed and I've checked I can't tell you how many thousands of vitamin D levels and you're exactly right. And we and Especially in this area where most everybody is deficient. It causes fatigue, causes muscle aches, um, joint pain. And so whether you're getting that naturally by about 15 minutes a day of sunshine or whether you're taking a, a hydrate supplement. And there's a couple of different forms of vitamin D that you can get over the counter or by prescription, but it's important to have that checked at least on an annual basis and have an adequate amount of vitamin D for you to, to have less inflammation. Hmm.
0: And you know, I found out at a certain point that um, that's not always included in your annual blood work. Uh, work up, and so you may need to have a vitamin D discussion with your PCP there we go again um you need to have a PCP to you know kind of have that discussion with because sometimes that's a separate test. Is that correct, Stacy? You're exactly right, and
2: it does get a little difficult sometimes with with insurance I found um and that's why it's not included on all of the standard test sometimes that you might get annually. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely ask for it. And believe it or not, these days you can even go online to a, a lab like Lab Four or Quest, and you can purchase that, go in and have it checked yourself. Huh?
0: Taking some responsibility there for our own health. So you know that's an option as well. Um Stacy, since we're focusing on women's heart health, I just want to briefly ask this question because we're almost out of time. Um, is it the case that menopause affects a woman's risk for heart disease?
2: Uh, there, there is some evidence that that menopause can. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that in some ways that estrogen is protective in, in heart disease. the things that increase that risk number one, it's the age group because regardless in 45 to 50, 50 year, 55 years old, your, your risk of heart disease already has increased with age. The, mm-hmm. um, there's often sleep problems that occur with menopause. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, we should definitely mention that untreated sleep apnea increases your risk of a heart attack by five times. Hmm. So it's important that we, we get enough sleep. And that's also a cool uh, thing for many people during menopause and then the way that our, our body, um, well, I don't have to tell many women during menopause, we get more uh, visceral fat in the middle part of our body,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which also increases our risk of insulin resistance and prediabetes. Which all leads back to the road of heart disease.
0: Wow, it's all a big circle. It's all tied it's in all together. Connected.
2: Yes, yes, <laughs> to, yes, and back to that that home place, of primary care, because everything, everybody's connected and affects other systems. So.
1: Definitely, Stacey, you've given us so much to think about and to take some action <laughs> on. Yes. I've already identified one thing I need to do myself. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I've got one too. <laughs>
1: Do, um, we appreciate your time today. Do you have any like final word of encouragement or um, advice that you want to give women as we celebrate Heart Health Month? Well, I think there's a lot of
2: information out there. We have a lot of new, new information, um, and I really encourage people to, to look um, to, to people and to sources that they trust. And really dive into inflammation as one of the sources of heart disease and also just really work on stress
0: management any way they can. I like it. That's a great piece of advice. And again, Stacy, thank you so much. And Stacey, if if listeners want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? Where can they find you and how can they contact well, you?
2: Currently, I'm located inside Advanced Rehab and Medical here in Jackson, Tennessee, and I work with a lot of women in our little section called Beauty to the Bone, where we're teaching women how to really do self-care.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. That's great. Thank you again for joining us, and thanks to all of our listeners. And in the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Until next time.